0: Tonight I'm going to talk from Galatians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. But I'm not going to read the whole thing because this is going to be a very short talk because we have a lot of activities after the message. I'll probably keep it to about 10 minutes max. But we're going to read chapter 2, verses 7 through 9. Alright? Here's what it says. But on the contrary, this is Paul speaking, seeing that I had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, Just as Peter had been to the circumcised, for he who effectually worked for Peter and his apostleship to the circumcised, effectually worked for me also to the Gentiles, and recognizing the grace that had been given to me, James and Cephas, that's Peter, and John, who are reputed to be the pillars, gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, so that we might go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. Okay, you might be thinking, what was that all about? But there are three huge things that we can take from this small passage. I hope you really love the fact that we've been looking through Scripture, and we're getting a lot out of these little (coughs) passages. Every week we're getting a lot out. So here are the main three things that we're going to pull out of this short chapter, and this short passage in Chapter 2 tonight. We're going to talk about how each of you have been entrusted with the Gospel, how you've been empowered to preach the Gospel, and you've been enlisted to spread the gospel. And that's all there in those three verses, okay? As we get started, I wanted to tell you a story. Aaron and I, going back, didn't always have kids. Some of you remember when we didn't have kids, right? A few of you do. And we had waited about five years after getting married because we wanted to have some time just to grow together as a couple before having kids, and we finally decided, decided to start having kids, and we had... Two miscarriages in a row, and it was really disheartening. It was painful, and we were having all these questions. Can we have kids or not? What's happening? We were really trusting God with all that was happening. We asked all of our prayer team. We have about 400 people that pray for us and pray for you guys and things like that. And We emailed them and said, will you please pray that God would give us children? We were expecting to wait some time before trying again because we were so hurt. Well, that month, uh, we got pregnant, and it shouldn't have happened. All right? That was with Eliana. We were very fearful leading up to the day that she was born. I was terrified, full of anxiety that we'd lose the pregnancy the baby. But God gave us this beautiful girl. And her name actually means God has answered. And that's why we picked that name, because of uh, the trials that we've been through leading up to her birth. Now, the day that she was born, I can't possibly explain to you how I felt. I mean, I felt better than anybody that's ever won the Super Bowl. I felt better than... Anyone that's been elected president, I could have died that day happier than anyone that's ever lived. Maybe someday when you have kids, you'll understand the just incredible excitement of holding your own child in your hands, especially after worrying that you might never have one, you know? It was overwhelming. I mean, I felt like crying tears of joy every time I thought about it that day. It was just so surreal. Walking out of that hospital, I wanted to tell every single person I saw, I'm a dad, (laughs) right? I was texting people, students were texting me, Nate, you're supposed to be at Paintball. I'm like, no way, I'm a dad. (laughs) Nate, you're not in the turnaround. Yeah, because my daughter was just born. I wanted to tell everybody this great news. I couldn't keep it in because it was so great. Now, as we begin tonight, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how... You've been entrusted with the Gospel, empowered to preach the Gospel, enlisted to spread the Gospel. And I don't want you to see this as a duty. I want you to realize the incredible joy of sharing the good news, and that's what Gospel literally means, the good news. You get to share the most incredible news that this world has ever heard, that there's a Savior that loves them, that He's died on the cross to forgive them, that He guarantees them an eternal life in Heaven and a life of abundance here on this Earth. This is fantastic news. So, just like I was excited to share Eliana's birth with everyone I saw, I want to encourage you that when you experience good news, it's hard to keep it in. You want to share it with everyone. So with that in mind, you've been entrusted with the Gospel. Paul says in verse 7, "...but on the contrary, seeing that I have been entrusted with the Gospel." Just like Paul had been entrusted with the Gospel, you too have been entrusted with the Gospel. Jesus said that if you follow Him, He will make you a fisher of men. That if you follow him, he will help you share the good news with other people so they too can follow him. So how many of you are a follower of Jesus? Most of you in this room? Well, guess what? Each one of you that raised your hand is also a fisher of men. That is what Jesus described as following him. So this is not a duty. This is a privilege that you get to be a fisher of men, that you get to share the good news with those that you encounter. Okay, second in verse 8, Paul talks about being empowered to preach the gospel. In verse 8, he says, "...he who effectually worked for Peter and his apostleship to the circumcised, effectually worked for me also to the Gentiles." So God is in each of your life, and he's effectually working through you to be his messengers to Fort Lewis College. Isn't that interesting? You're not just winging it and hoping for the best. His Holy Spirit in you is empowering you to be his witnesses here at Fort Lewis College. In Acts 1.8, it literally says that he will give you power to witness through his Holy Spirit. Isn't that incredible? It's phenomenal. So not only do you have good news, not only are you called to share the good news, but you have the Holy Spirit in you to enable you to powerfully share the good news. Right? You've been empowered to share the good news. Now, I just want to rephrase it again, to state it again, the POWER acronym for being filled with the Spirit. All right, you ready? Present yourself to God, <clears throat> surrendering to Him. Starts there. P and the power acronym. Present yourself to God, surrendering yourself to Him. All right? O, own up to your sin, confessing it to Him. We all have our own selfishness and sin that keeps us from being the messenger that He wants us to be. Doesn't mean you have to become perfect before you can share the good news. Simply ask Him to forgive you for any sin that He brings to mind. W, want to live a Christ like life. Until you get to the point of wanting to live the life that He has for you, He's not going to empower you to live the life that you don't want to live, right? So, yearn to live the life that He has for you as you seek to be empowered by His Spirit. E in the acronym, experience His filling by faith. Trust that He is empowering you by His Spirit, and then step out in faith, allowing Him to empower you to witness. Finally, R in acronym, rely on Him. So each day as you go about your life as a college student, rely on him to empower you through his spirit to be the witness that he wants you to be. All right? So that's being empowered to preach the gospel. Finally, verse 9, it says this, And recognizing the grace that had been given to me, James and Cephas and John, who were reputed to be pillars, gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, so that we might go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. So because they'd been entrusted with the gospel, because they've been empowered to preach the gospel, they were enlisted to spread the gospel. Does that make sense? God has given you everything you need, it tells us in Second Peter 3, for life and godliness. He's entrusted you with the gospel, he's empowered you to preach the gospel, now he's enlisted you to spread the gospel here at Fort Lewis College. And this is exciting. In Matthew 28, 18-20, we're told to go and make disciples of all nations. Right? That includes Fort Lewis College. And here's the reality. If you're here, it's not an accident. God put you here to be his witnesses in this place. Acts 17 literally says that he chose the time and the place that you would live so that the people around you would find him. That's your reason for being here. Of course you're supposed to get a degree, and of course you're supposed to have fun singing karaoke with friends that connect. But the real purpose for you being here is to love God and to make him known on this campus. You're enlisted to spread the gospel. Alright, so here's the application for this short message on preaching the gospel. Of course I would like you to apply this by actually preaching the gospel. That would be a good thing. Today, I had the opportunity, along with Bradley Berger, to share with a guy on campus who is just inches from putting his trust in Christ. He literally told us, there are some days that I think I'm ready to make that step and put my trust in Christ. And there are other days where I'm not ready to make that step." And I said, what kind of day is today? He said, it's a day that I'm not ready, and I need to think about it a little bit. I said, it's fine, no pressure. Let's keep talking. So I got his number, we're going to talk more. But here's what I want you to get. There's a guy that was walking around out there today, thinking to himself, I need to make a decision to trust Christ. Should it be today or a different day? How many times has he walked by me this semester and I didn't say a word? And that just shocks me. You know, I walk around and I think, nobody wants to hear. Nobody's interested. Man, it'd be so awkward if I talked to people. Those are all lies I'm believing. In reality, there are people just like that guy that we talked to today that are walking around thinking, maybe today is the day that I need to trust Christ. And all they need is for Bradley to walk up and say, let's talk about the gospel. Oh, you have some questions? I'd love to talk with you about some of your questions. There's so many people just like that all around you. So, as we think about this message, I would like to say the application is to share your faith with somebody on campus this week. And you can say that you'll do that, or not. I hope you say that you'll do it. But the application that we're going to do tonight is karaoke. Now, that's an awkward application for a talk on sharing the gospel. But here's why we're doing it, guys. Here's why we're doing it. We're doing it. Because sharing the gospel is a little scary at times. Right, Bradley? Today when we shared a little bit of fear, we had to break through it. But it was so good that we did. Now, here's my encouragement. Sharing the gospel is a little scary. But when you take a step of faith and do it, it's really fun. You see God come through in huge ways in your life. So karaoke is similar. It's a little scary. But it's going to be so much fun, right? So I hope that tonight, taking a step of faith taking a risk to sing in front of the rest of us will just warm you up for an even greater risk of sharing your faith with those around you, okay? Think it's going to work? The yeah. application? Yeah. All right, it's going to be a fun night. So in conclusion, here's the deal. You have been entrusted with the gospel. You've been empowered to preach the gospel. You've been enlisted to spread the gospel. Romans ten thirteen through 15 says, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved but they can't call on him until somebody shares him with them. You are plan A, and there's no plan B. Got that? As we conclude, you're plan A. God put you here to use you. So remember what we shared. Practice taking risks tonight. And don't forget that you're God's plan A, Dylan. He didn't put you in the environmental center just to make money. I'm sure you're making millions there. (laughs) Yes. He put you there to be his witness there. He didn't put you in your class just to get a grade. That's important. But he put you there to be his witness there. There's no plan B. (laughs) Let's get going. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna go in this order.